York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jailers from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And uh, I'm not expecting, you know, I didn't expect a big hurrah today. I didn't expect, I didn't expect to win this game. I'm not even going to hold you. I didn't expect to win this game. And the game kind of turned out the way I kind of expected it to come out. The Knicks lose to the Phoenix Suns 118 to 97. But uh, what I want to do is, like, I know it was bad today, but I want to implore Knicks fans to not really overreact about this game today. And because, um, you know, this, this is a team that just was in the finals. They built for a championship. So for anything, I, I, this is a test for this New York Knicks team to see where we are. The kind, it's kind of a litmus test to see where we are, how we stand, how we respond. And um, we, we, we learned some things today. And... Listen, we saw some same old habits, but we also saw some little tweaks here and there from players that, that seems to be trying to get a little bit of heartbeat. But the Knicks, at the end of the day, lose to the Phoenix Suns, 118-297. Look, taking a look at this box score, you already know these top players over here. Devin Booker gave you 32 points. I was just happy that Devin Booker didn't go off for 70 in the Garden. I was tired of those types of games. He gives you 32 points. Chris Paul gives you 14 and 10 assists. Um... Uh, Cameron Payne gives you 13. Mike Calgary gives you 10. Uh, Jay Crowder gives you 11. DeAndre Ayton gives you 14 and 13 rebounds. While the Knicks, Julius Randle, single digits for today, only gives you 9 points. Saw double teams all night. Kimball Walker, though, gives you 17 points on the night with uh, with 2 assists and 3 rebounds. Emmanuel quickly gives you 16 points and 4 assists in only 19 minutes. And... That's all I really want to talk about. Everybody else was kind of a dub. We saw J- J- um, R.J. Barrett gives you 10, and that's all she wrote. And it's look, it's been the same old story. The Knicks can't hear me on the phone? They can't hear me? Okay. They said they can't hear me. It's been the same old story um, with these Knicks. Uh, it seems like the Knicks have been... Let's see. It seems like the Knicks... They have been they've been getting off to certain starts, right? Uh, for this for this game, it seems like the Knicks did a admirable job. At least these starters starting the game and fighting back. As we, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold, and you will be able to listen to the show. As I'm letting that connect. As the game went on, we start. We saw what we saw before. We seen ball movement leading Unmuted. to open threes. We said Evan Fournier start off hot, shooting, hitting three of his first three point shots. We saw Julius Randle moving the ball like he wanted to see him moving the ball, and the Knicks actually ended up leading the game for a short amount of time in that first quarter. So there was some hope from our starters because we already know that. The tale has been, what are these starters doing with these Knicks? Are they going to be able to sustain the effort they can they, they bring for a certain amount of time? And today, we saw they got off to a, a good start in that first quarter and could not keep it up in what we call here at the KLT Show, the second and a half quarter of doom 
where once again the starters didn't have the ball movement, they couldn't make the shots, and they didn't have the energy to sustain the game. Um, and I, 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 I want to talk about the starters. I did the the plus that I did see from the starters so far is Kemba Walker. I'm starting to see a little bit more juice in Kemba Walker's legs over the last few games. Um, I'm hoping that he we can build on that moving forward. I see him making more plays for others. I see him playing on the defensive end, um, fighting over picks sometimes. And I see him starting to make shots. Hopefully, that continues. Evan Fournier, on the other hand, and for the other hand, hand, he's getting more aggressive trying to find out where his shots are coming from. But at the same time, it seems like he's getting a little bit too shot happy. I, f- I feel like we started to fall behind once again when the first unit gets back into the game. We're not exactly sure how and where our shots are coming from. We're not disciplined enough to keep going to the things that were working and execute our offense properly. If you're going to the numbers, right? We hit in the summary. Hold on. We go into the game charts. I think the game charts kind of tell the story. When you're looking at the assist numbers, 28 assists to 13 assists by the these Knicks. The starters have to move the ball. And they can't just choose to move the ball in the first quarter. They have to move the ball um, throughout four subsequent quarters. All right. Now I don't. I don't want Knicks Nation to overreact either because, like I said earlier, this is a Suns team that is built to win a championship. And when teams are built to win a championship, they develop habits that are kind of unbreakable. There is there is a system in place where they're doing the same thing play after play after play. That Chris Paul pick and roll is a well-oiled machine. And not only that. These guys move the ball side to side and attack closeouts better than any one better than most teams in these NBA. And that's exactly how they got to the line or got into the paint with such regularity because they killed us in the paint points as well. The only thing that the Knicks really did well today was the rebounding. But, you know, they didn't the Suns didn't miss shots. They didn't have to do well rebounding. We, we got six. Three, we won the rebound battle. Sixty three to thirty nine. But um, enough about the starters. I'm going to keep this show a little bit short. And if you want to talk to me live um, to talk about these Knicks, you already know what to do. You already see the number there at the bottom. You can call in and talk to your boy JLS at 319-527-6241. But um, what I wanna really want to talk about today is the second unit once again. Like We didn't have the juice that we usually have from the second unit. Once again, Derrick Rose is down with an ankle injury. He is their leading scorer of the second unit. He wasn't able to go. But once again, you know, the bench points, the bench kind of did his thing. I mean, we played a little bit more minutes than usual, but the bench gives you 43 points on the night. And once again, we are proving that the bench unit is a powerful force to be reckoned with. We are the third best scoring bench unit in the NBA going up against the Suns. I think they're like fourth at this point and we did a pretty good job. And even with Derek Rose out, even with, um, even with OB top and not scoring, it just seems like Emmanuel quickly is, is turning a corner. I can see, we can start. It's still early. It's still early. 
Um, but you know, it looks like Emmanuel quickly has taken a step at this point. IQ stats on these last 10 games, 11.9 points per game, uh, 46% from the field goal, 46% from three, 2.7 assists in 28 minutes for Emmanuel quickly in these last 10 games after struggling from three, only hitting six of 28. Emmanuel quickly at this point seems to be like he's going to be one of the important pieces moving forward for these New York Knicks when you start to look beyond Kemba Walker and, and Derrick Rose whenever these guys decide to move on. It's, um, and Derrick Rose says he might try to Brett Favre this thing and stay and stay along longer, but it looks like the Knicks' future, uh, at least point guard, I'm not sure, you can say starting or off the bench or whatever, Emmanuel quickly is a player. Straight up, Emmanuel quickly is a player. And the thing that I'm liking about Emmanuel quickly, right, is this. To me, what makes an NBA player an above average NBA player is something that Kristaps uh, Porzingis never showed. And what did Kristaps never show? Kristaps never showed that he had the ability. To take advantage of mismatches on one-on-one -on -one situations. And when he was here, that was one of the biggest things I was worried about. I was worried about that. Of course, I was worried about, you know, his health. But to me, to be an impact player, to be an all-star player, you have to, A, do multiple things on the court that makes you unstoppable. Pass, dribble, shoot, play defense. And it's at this point, it seems like Emmanuel Quickly has been able to do all those things. You saw what he did against Chris Paul today. He made him work. Once they started, stopped um, calling that swipe, the side-to-side -side swipe stuff, he was doing that with regularity. The passing has gotten better. Um, he hasn't made as many crazy boneheaded mistakes on the court in these last 10-game stretch. Um, but also, And also, what we're seeing is when Quickly has a bigger man on him, He's able to get to the basket regularity, or he's able to kick it out to open shooters regularity. He's able to he's able to create better open shots for himself or his teammates around him when he gets that mismatch. And that is a very important trait to have as an NBA player. That that's that kind of makes you like a little bit better, like. That makes you a little bit more than a role player in my eyes. That makes you a little bit more low player in my eyes. And we're starting to see that with regularity, the way he's breaking down people off the dribble and hitting threes with regularity. All right? And and that mix with defense makes me really believe that Emmanuel quickly, long-term for this team, is going to be a nice addition for us. Also, we saw today um, Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes got his minutes, some really good minutes. He had his first minutes the last game. But today he shot a little bit more. He shot two quick threes. They didn't make it. They rimmed out. But we already know how that goes with the, for the rookie. Um, those shots are going to fall eventually. They still look good. I like that he played meaningful minutes. I like that the defense in, defensive intensity of Grimes seems like it's going to be the real deal. I expect Grimes, um, to if he gets more minutes, or if Derrick Rose sits longer to get more comfortable. I'm not sure how long Derrick Rose will sit. Um, he's not ruled out to play against the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. 
But um, while we have Grimes, I really can see how he can fit with this team as a D and three guy. Though I, he did have like a turnover towards the end where he drives left. I always had a, I always had an inkling that he had a problem driving left. I, I kind of talked about that in summer league, and as soon as I talked about it in the summer league, he cleaned it up. But um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's the only really blatant mistake I've seen him make today, aside from some kind of like defensive, uh, fouls. But to me, a lot of those fouls were pretty much refs picking on the rookies, in my opinion, really, right? So, like, the real test, so what I like from this game, I liked what I saw from Quickly. I liked what I saw from Grimes. I saw a heartbeat from Kemba. What I also liked, um, and people might not like this point of view, but the, when the third quarter came, I'm looking at the posture. I'm looking. At, I'm looking to see if the shoulders are held down. I'm looking to see if there's fight in the seam or if they're throwing in the towel. If they're throwing in the towel, right? When they got into the thick of the game, and Devin Booker is hitting tough shot after tough shot, I do like that the first unit got in there and showed some pride and fought back. I I felt like that third quarter they came in with some energy. They came in with some energy. They tried to fight. They hit some threes. They played with more pace. And they didn't put their heads down when they got punched in the mouth. This team is a really good team. They're going to they, – they, they're competing for a championship, right? And before we before we can execute correctly, we have to execute in our minds and in our habits first. And I do like how they – they even though all the plays weren't perfect, everything wasn't perfect, the effort and the pace – was there, and that's something we haven't been seeing in these last few games. But overall, you already know what it is. The ball movement has to get better from this first unit. Um, we have to get more consistent on that side of the ball, and we have to get better defensively if you want to actually compete and take that next step and be a playoff team and be a second-round playoff team. Real team, the real test is coming up tomorrow against these Atlanta Hawks. Um, I'm not I'm – not, going to lose too much sleep over this Knicks Suns game, but tomorrow um, I really want to see the Knicks really take it to the Hawks. The Hawks are struggling. They, they they took it to us in the playoffs last year. This one is personal. I expect Julius Randle to have more than nine points. Uh, I want to see what these new additions every Fournier can do. And I also want to see the evolution of Quickly and Obi Toppin and these guys continue. Alright? And that's what I'm looking forward to. But salute to the channel. Salute to the chat. No Raw today, or he, 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 be, he be out on Fridays. Ryan was like, oh, we're playing the Phoenix Suns today. I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to uh, do these show with the Phoenix Suns. He figured he's going to lose. But that's not right because your boy Jay Ellis is holding it down for you and talking to these Knicks. Best stat of the night for the Knicks fans. Alfred Payton, 0, 0. 0.0 rebound, 0 assists. <laughs> the Alfred Payton revenge game. Didn't really happen. It didn't happen because he didn't see the court. I mean, I know they won. I know the Phoenix Suns won, but the Alfred Payton revenge game never really happened in my eyes. All right. All right. All right. First caller up, man. First caller up. Um, let them know. Pass them through Fritz. Let them know what, the, what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Jails, what's good, man? Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you perfectly fine. All right. RJ from New Jersey. Uh, first off, man, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, you and your family. Hope everything did good. Mm -hmm. um, so it's my first time. I, I, I want to ask you what your opinion is on RJ Barrett right now because I feel like some of his struggles, 
Some of it's due to the system, you know, not playing him in the right lineups all the time. Right. I feel like if we can get him running with the second unit more, right. he'll be on the break. He'll get some more offensive sets. But at the same time, I do feel like if you're truly a great scorer, you can make do with what you have. And a lot of times we see he doesn't have the biggest bag to, to dig into. And a lot of the things he does well, but he doesn't exactly do anything great outside of the bully ball. So I want to know, do you think his inconsistencies are more to the team or is it more on him? Uh, it's, I, feel like, I feel like it's a little bit of Appreciate both. Appreciate you taking it. No, no problem. No problem, man. I feel like it's a little bit of both. The shots, you, you don't you not necessarily know where the shots are coming from from him when you're trying to involve a guy like Evan Fournier who's kind of trying to find his way too between shooting too much and sharing the ball. I do feel like that's part of it. Another part of it is um, I seem like he's in his own head. It seems like he he's in his own head right now. This is the open shots that he does take, he's missing. But at the same time, we were, we've talked about ball movement and rhythm for this team. That's really important for this team to get going. Because a lot of these guys are like the alpha dogs, the guys who like to have the ball in their hand, who like to have the touches. And when the ball is not moving and everyone's not touching the ball, I feel like it's really easy for this team's on this first unit to lose rhythm. Which is why, like you said, yeah. we, we kind of... It was kind of cool to see him run with the second unit because it's the second unit. It seems like whoever's running with the second unit looks better. When Evan was running with the second unit the other day, Evan looked better. You know, <laughs> dude, they just they play so much like fun. It's just more exciting. They're more athletic. They move the ball around. It just seems like you split him up with with Julius and and you get him more on ball opportunities this way. I agree with you. I I agree with you. Yeah. I, and then and plus with RJ, a lot of the times with that first unit. He's the only one running. Uh, so, so, yeah. when, so when when you with when he's with the second unit and he's running and there's four other guys running with him, it just makes it it just makes for better basketball for better options and I think that can also help RJ uh, get some easy buckets better. But it, but, it, but it's just right now it's like this there's still a little bit of a chemistry issue um, with the first yeah. unit and second unit and figuring out who should play with who at this point. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to. I know we have to stay patient and everything. Uh, this time last year, we were under five hundred as well. But mm-hmm. I just I just want to see some consistency at some point from from these guys. So I appreciate you taking me, man. And you have a rest. You have a really good rest of your night. All right. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for your call, man. Yeah. No, RJ has been a, a topic of conversation for these last few weeks. He's had a, a stretch where he scored like four or five games of twenty points. Tricky. Tricky Nikki, if you want to call, I think you're asking for a link. There is no link. You got to call that number. There's a number right there, 319-527-6241, if you want to call into the show. And our guy, Pitch, on the back end, I mean, um, Fritz, on the back end, he'll talk to you and patch you into the show, and you can talk to me live and let me know what you want to talk about, okay? But, uh, but yeah. I'm I'm not I'm concerned a little bit of RJ too because I'll say that this stretch has kind of gone longer than I've wanted to. I, he did make a few good moves to the basket. He had the toughest assignment on the night in guarding <laughs> Devin Booker, who was a brutal scorer. And, and you know what? He did all right one on one. He did okay in the one on one. And and I know Devin Booker scored 32 points, but he hit some he hit some tough shots, man. Devin Booker was just book he was Devin Bookering. Like what are you gonna do? But I I I'm I'm a little concerned about RJ 
right now i do think he'll snap out of it because we've seen him snap out of it last season i'm just waiting for that time when that first unit and rj can start to hit some more shots consistently man because these guys are workers these guys are workers if you can hit 41 percent last year i feel like you can at least sniff that this season all right next caller up let us know what your name is and where you what you want to talk about sir mr ellis how you doing man it's ken yo ken what's going on ken <laughs> yeah, man. hey um i'll make it a lot briefer this time okay uh last time i called was the first time this year so i was a little uh, hyped up <laughs> but um fine. but yeah i just uh i wanted to get your um opinion because uh, i'm looking at the team and you know we're still seeing a little bit of the frustration where the where there's like some lack of focus, lack of hustle, and we saw in like transition, these guys are getting wide open threes. Right. So you definitely want to see that cleaned up. But one thing I was going to ask you about you, uh, going to ask your opinion on, is do you think RJ and Randall are a good fit? Um, because to me it sounds crazy, but the reality is like you know because they've been there playing together now three years. But to me, like the, last year, I think was an aberration, especially since most of the year there wasn't fans and. Um, like both of them shot over forty percent, but I just don't see them either one as a as a true, you know, forty percent three point shooter. Right. And um, yeah, and it seems like they really kind of occupy you know, the same spaces. Like if Randall's not going to be on the post and up, it seems like they're kind of occupying the same uh, right. space. So what do you? What's your opinion on that? Am I crazy? Um. I would say that was my concern the first season when they both got together. I saw a season when when it worked and I I don't want to I like I've you've seen we've seen players have a, a nice year from 3 and then disappear. The guy who comes to my mind is Landry Fields right now for the Knicks where I felt <laughs> like he was he was like a really good three-point shooter one year and then the next year disappear. Yeah. Um I don't think that's going to be RJ and also for Randall, I've seen him before he got to the Knicks. He improved from three every single season and every senior year except for one. So I I do I do believe that it's going to improve at some point. Um, okay. May, maybe that's me being optimistic, Knicks fan. You know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's me being no, optimistic, yeah, Knicks fan. But I've seen when I if, if I've seen proof before, I'm more I'm more inclined to believe that's going to happen again, and and it's all that. All that hard work and talent doesn't just like dissipate into nothingness. Right. I mean, I don't like to your point. I don't want to overreact, but like I was just looking at the stats, and both of them are shooting like the same percentages from three that they did two years ago. Right. So, right. Um, and I think a lot of it is like you said, chemistry. You know, you know, get, uh, catching the the ball and rhythm and all that. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I just. Uh, I'm a little concerned because last year at least they had a lot more you know utilization because it was pretty much them two mm-hmm. doing most of the scoring, but now you got Kimba and you got uh, you got Fournier who got to get touches as well. Right. So I just feel like you know Randall and I think you saw it today right where as a, 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 on secondary action like he holds the ball too much sometimes he doesn't make like the right read. So, right. Uh, so I don't know, like I said it's still early I'm not going to jump you know <laughs> jump ship but. Uh, I just kind of want to just put that put that out there and just get your thoughts. I agree. I agree. Well, okay. Well, all good points. The one thing I will say this is between last year, this season, this season, the way we're getting the way where we're taking our threes is a little bit different. I feel like our philosophy is changing 
like midseason or not midseason, like after ten games. We got the like we got Evan Fournier and Kemba to shoot more threes, right? And then for mm-hmm. the first, I would say ten to fifteen games, I feel like the Knicks were solely set on shooting forty threes a game. I feel like that was just that was just it, and you know, could because that's what the NBA is doing. And that's the formula as when it comes to statistics and and modern NBA playing style. And then we started off hot, and then <laughs> I, I feel like once we started off hot, we started to change. And I, I feel like who's taking in threes and where is starting to change too. Like Randall had yep. a game five games ago where he shot six threes. Today he only took two. <laughs> right. I think that's a great point you make. I remember last year we focused on the corner three, and I haven't looked at the stats this year. Right, but I don't. Uh, I just have a feeling we're not taking as many corner threes, so I need to we're look not. that up. That's an interesting. Yeah, we're not. That's the easiest winner. Um, oh, and the last thing I want to say, uh, I promise the last thing, <laughs> is um, um, I just noticed, like, if we're going to have four scores on the, on the court, especially in the starting lineup, like, I, I think our pace needs to be faster, right? Like, we got to get uh, more shots up because we got scores, and it seems like, like, we're, like, you know, yeah. I look up, I think we're, like, right around middle of the pack, but, like, you know, like, maybe 17, 18. You know, and I, I just feel that, like you said, if you're going to bring Fournier and Kemba, you're going to have four ball handlers in the starting lineup, um, you, you know, you you, uh, you need to get more shots up. You know, you got to play a little faster. And I know, you know, that's not necessarily the way Tibbs likes to play, but I think. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's that's to He wants to play faster. That's not he wants to play faster. I, and we talked about this on the show too. A lot of the, a lot of our problems is the pace is too slow. And like I kind of feel like Tom when Tom says the ball five finds energy, that's absolutely true. The ball finds energy. Ooh, when the ball like-, like even when when the third we was getting our butts whipped in the third quarter, right? But even mm-hmm. though we were getting our butt whipped, our butts whipped, I do feel like the 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 uh, first unit was fighting back, not necessarily because we were executing the best, but strictly off us, we were trying. I feel like they were running harder. I feel like they were crashing the, ball, the glass harder, and they were making effort plays. And because that happened, I think Kemba started hitting more shots. I feel like they started to fight back and didn't fall over. So I think that pace is a big reason why we don't uh, – that first unit – has a problem scoring and I also feel like that has a lot to do with the athleticism and sorry to say maybe the age of the first units kind of shows <laughs> like, we, that we can't keep up that pace on both sides of the ball for long stretches of time matter of fact they're used to being subbed out at the seven minute mark right that's uh, raw said that in, in a few a few shows ago uh-huh. today they played well and right at that seven minute mark they were winning and then I feel like their win started to take over. They started playing more sloppy, and they got taken out a little later. But that's when the Phoenix Suns started to take over. And I feel like that's happened two games in a row. When they pay past that seven-minute mark like they had the last few games, things start to dissipate. And I think it's, because, I think it's age. I think it's the pace slowed down. I think it has a lot to do with – It has a, everything has to do with why that first unit isn't clicking all the way all the time. Like So, yeah, absolutely can. I agree yeah. with you. Makes both, yeah, makes sense, man. Makes sense. Absolutely, but yeah, but yo, thank yo, thank you once again for calling in, Ken. Ken is the no. DD, the editor of the KOT show. If you didn't know, editor and writer of the KOT show. So shout out to my guy, Ken, man. Yeah, make sure you promote uh, Rob's article. Oh, absolutely. Good article. Okay. 
Absolutely. All right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. He, he, I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a hit. I'm a plug. Rob. Rob just um, wrote an article. Rob just definitely wrote an article on the KOT show about infusing uh, new players into the lineup. And that's definitely something the Knicks should do. And I'll, I'll pl- definitely plug a little bit more later. Next caller up, we got Tricky Nikki. Hello. What's going on, Tricky Nikki? What's your well? Where are you from? First of all, Tricky Nikki, because it's your first time to call. I'm from Michigan. Uh, I grew up in Michigan. I watched the '88, '89 Pistons. I oh, became okay. a huge Knicks fan. When it was uh, Patrick Ewing, Oakley, Sark, hey, yeah, yeah, David McDaniel, Anthony yeah. Mason, and nice. them boys back in the early nineties. Um, but I just want to say shout out to uh, Knicks Fan TV. Okay. Shout out to uh, Fight Sport TV. Shout out to uh, Sports Vibe TV. Shout mm-hmm. out to CT. The streets are buzzing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to this show. If you're watching this show and listening right now, hit those like, subscribe, hit that reminder bell. Guess what? I just clicked it. <laughs> I clicked the reminder bell. I'm already subscribed. But, uh, you know, this team in New York we got is sketchy. Their offense is stagnant. Mm-hmm. We can't figure out what we're doing. And our defense isn't there like it was last year. Right. So I want your thought on that. And then also I'd like to add Obi Toppin tonight and Tibbs playing 13 to 14 deep tonight make me believe, as a Knicks fan, I'm a Knicks fan for life, but they're not going to – they're missing something. They already know it. And to lose to Phoenix – isn't a bad thing. They're a hot team. Right. But we lost to Orlando twice. That hurt us. And we got we got to figure this out. And how do, how how do we figure it out if uh Julius Randle was the guy a year ago? Yeah. And he's not there for us this year. I almost feel like he's being pushed pushed aside in a way, but it's not looking good for New York, and we got three hard games coming up. Brooklyn, well, we got Atlanta, then mm-hmm. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and Denver. Like we could easily be sitting at uh, twelve and fourteen, you know. Yeah, ten, ten, ten and twelve, you know, we could be bad. Yeah, but they- it's not the time to worry. I'm not worrying yet. But I am a little worried how this team is gelling right now. What do you think? Yeah, I understand, man. The ex- uh, and ex- thank you for the call. The expectation, the expectation is a little bit higher because of what we did last season. So I, I think everybody is a little bit worried because you know you're, you're supposed to build from season to season. And, and the truth be told is the East is a lot tougher. So even the bad games aren't that bad. We have to kind of even grind out, grind out these bad games. Um, the defense, we we got guys like Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier who aren't exactly defensive dynamos, so we're going to have to play better team defense. And while we're trying to figure that out, um, 
I we're gonna have to. Uh, it seems like we're gonna have to depend on that second unit to keep us afloat a lot more, and that's what Tom seems to have been doing over these last six games. Depending on the second unit a little bit more than usual, because you haven't seen Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker closing these games. You see more Emmanuel quickly, and you see more of those guys closing games, and which is great for us long term. But for us to have a successful season this season, we're gonna have to see more return on Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker um, and we talked about this before as well it seems like what we might have to do long term might have to be separate Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier all together maybe put in Alec Burks or Emmanuel Quickly in that starting lineup to kind of solve both problems because both Emmanuel Quickly and Alec Burks both play really good defense and play offense and they might be able to be they might be able to uh, might be a better fit to play with Julius Randle and that unit as well um but um we we not we already know what's gonna happen. The politics of the game, the politics of the game, and the politics of the game. We signed Kemba Walker here to to um, be a starting point guard for New York. He's an All Star. He has the reputation of All Star. So Tibbs and rightfully so is gonna give him every opportunity to do that and to earn his keep. And until he does that, he's not gonna take him out the starting lineup. He's gonna do what he's been doing: is cut his minutes when he's playing bad and try to extend them when he's playing good. So that's exactly what's been happening all right so um and like i like i listen this is a good team um that we lost to we were and we had a worse record last year so i'm not too panicky i did want to do better i did want to win to i did want to beat the orlando magic and have a better record than this but um i'm I'm still hoping that we can find some type of synergy with this first unit. I'm seeing flashes here and there. We need to have more sustainable basketball with more ball movement, more pace, more offense and defense on both sides of the ball. And I think we'll be fine. That's going to be up to time to pull that out of them. Um, I do feel like more practice time will pull that out of them as well. But until that happens, we're going to have to rely on that second unit. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much all I got to say about that situation, man. And it, well, then, thank you for the call. Definitely, thank you for the call, man. Salute to the show, man. Shoot to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. If you're loving the show, please hit that like and subscribe button. I'm doing the show dull today. Uh, my guy, Raw Hebrew Remnant, my guy from the YouTube channel across the street. I think he'll be back tomorrow. Ryan, um, he's out today. He already saw. He's like, I want no parts of this Knicks, this Knicks-Phoenix game. I'm out of here. Don't even call to me jealous. I'll, I'll see you later. So it's just me rocking with the KOT show today, breaking this game down for you. And, of course, I'm joking. About Ryan. Ryan Ryan just had prior engagements. All right. But salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to Carl and Vincent. Salute to old Scalupa player, Keenan Lampert. He says, I'm feeling like Jay from Florida right now. When you say Jay from Florida because you want Evan to be more involved in the offense. Because I do feel like Evan was pressing today. I feel like he was doing a little bit too much one-on-one. And I really would like to see more actual plays run for Evan, if that's what you're saying, because I do feel like there was a lot of freestyle and a lot of a lot of bad shots, a lot of bad ISO shots from Evan and from Randall after they got such good shots and rhythm of the offense in that first quarter. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> yeah. So salute to you, salute to Tricky Nikki. We just called in. Uh, salute to Rez O three one three. Says, are you still on KFTV? And I'm not on KFTV anymore. But shout out to you for, for checking in the show. Jimmy UCLA. MVP of the night is McBride and the Grimes playing. Help, man. Listen. McGot, McBride and Grimes playing brought a tear to my heart. 
when McBride came in and he got that steal off the Devin Booker for the easy lay, and I was like, yes, I, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. You could already see the in the intensity of the second unit between McBride, Grimes, <laughs> uh, Kevin Knox, Obi Toppin, and, and Sims. I mean, we hate losing, but we love to see these young kids run out there to see what they can do because you know it kind of gives us hope for the future to see what we have looking forward to. And, McB and McBride, you know, he, he looked all right; he definitely looked okay. McBride had a good, nice little stint in the in the G League Four game where he had, I think, uh, damn, I forgot. He had like nine assists in the game, and he did I think twenty something points, I believe. So shout out to McBride, and shout out to the Grimes who did well as well, who actually played some actual game time, and we might see more grind time tomorrow. All right. And also, I would like to say too, the I do feel like Tibbs uh, rested his starters a lot more today in garbage time because he knew tomorrow we were playing these Atlanta Hawks. Because usually, Tibbs will play you know everybody to that horn, but tomorrow we do have the Hawks. I do feel like that's a winnable game. I wish it wasn't a back-to-back -back situation, but um, I think we'll be hopped up for that game. If, if, if you are Knicks, if you are wearing a New York Knicks uniform and you are not hopped up for tomorrow's game, I don't even know what to tell you. I expect the effort to be A1. I expect the, I expect Randall to be attacking the basket. I, ex, I expect a lot um, from this Knicks team. Um, and, the, you know, the Hawks, you know, they're not playing that well. So this, this, is, this is a good time to eat tomorrow. This is a good time to eat tomorrow for sure. Samford929 says, what's your thoughts on ATL game? Rose back. Um, Rose is not ruled out to be back tomorrow. He's not ruled out to be back. He might come back tomorrow versus ATL. But um, you, you just never know. If he's not back, we're going to see a little bit more grind time. If he is, then he is. And it's funny because Rose has been struggling the last few games. And I don't know exactly when he got injured, but that makes me think that he got injured a few like games ago, and he was trying to play through it, and it was affecting this game. That's a, that's what I'm thinking in my mind anyway. But um, hopefully we'll have Rose back tomorrow. If not, even if even if we don't have him back, I'll just be excited to see Grimes play some more minutes because I I do feel like he's gonna be able to play some nice defense and hit some shots eventually. And also, you know, it's entertaining to see quickly try to run the point guard spot for long stretches of time because I do like what I saw from quickly trying to run the point guard today. Um, shot 69% from the field, right? And also, he didn't make perfect He didn't make perfect passes today. Like, he threw some crazy passes for alley-oops. But, you know, I just want I just want to see him get some more reps. And he's been – he's proven that he's cutting down on his crazy passes and his decision-making – over these last 10 games. And the numbers show it. Numbers just show it. Alright. Crazy Friends says. You know what's crazy. Just like. We have our old show. With the New York Knicks. I went to the Phoenix Sun show. And they were just thinking. The New York Knicks was going to show up. And make it competitive. <laughs> I mean listen. They, the Suns are just better than us right now man. That's it's, it's what it is. They're just better than us. Um, Ricardo Costa says. JLS. Do you think at some point in the season. Tibbs seat. We'll get some heat. Um, will Tibbs see get some heat? Maybe from fans, if anything, because you know how the you know how the fans are. Fans are really night and day. If you lose a game, they want to fire the coach. I think Tibbs and the front office though are pretty much in lockstep or on the same page. 
And I I don't think that seat is that hot considering the success Tibbs had last season. And also, I think they're considering our reputation around the league. We have a reputation of very high turnover on this Knicks team. So I so I, that's the reason why we brought back half of our bench because we want to have consistency. And I think um, having when you say Tibbs in a hot seat to me that means a precursor to Tibbs being fired. I don't think that's what we're looking at right now. I don't think that's what we're looking at at all. I think we're looking at a, a guy who's trying to, who's trying to prove the culture, improve the culture. He has improved the culture, and he has new players now, and he's just working on implementing that culture with the new players going forward. So I don't think Tibbs is going is in trouble at all. All right. <laughs> Picks for Timmy says nothing hurt me more than seeing Alfred Payton smile. I hear you that man. I hear my man. All right. All right, man. Listen. That's our show, man. That's our show. I don't have really much that much else to talk about. So I like the, the the quickly point guard experiment. A, I do like, I do like to see R.J. Barrett running with that second unit. And I did like to see that Kemba Walker seemed, seemed to have a spring in his step when things got a little bit competitive in the third quarter. I'm hoping he keep that energy going and build on top of that and play longer stretches of good basketball. And Get that, get that wind up, get that pace up, and able to keep that same wind and pace and intensity consistent, not just in that first quarter, but also when they return in the second quarter to give the second unit a blow and also to start the third quarter. We need that from this first unit to be successful. All right? That is our show, man. Short one, short and sweet. Tomorrow we hoping to have, talk about a next win versus the Atlanta Hawks. All right? I don't have any bro picks today, really. I'm not in salute to my to my guy Ryan G. Salute to my guy. I don't have any bro picks today, but hopefully we'll have some tomorrow. That is our show. You already know. Oh, before I close out, let me heed my heed the word of my man Ken. Definitely, listen. You got ch- check out the nickatimeshow.com if you want to get some merch. All you gotta do is hit that catalog button to get that KLT hat. That's the KLT snapback, and also check out the new catalog opening up the Knicks rotation by my guy. Robert Brunswick, um, really relevant article about my guy, Rob, um, one of the writers for the KOT show, okay? That is all. Thanks for watching the show. Shout out to you guys once again. Ricardo Custer, uh, CFA. It's the best, the best uh, mod in the game, Fritz Alessandor. All right, all right. Anybody else is rocking with the show? That's it, man. We out of here. Peace. But as always, shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, Knicks Nations. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,